Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Great American Senior Show. I am your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. And today, we're, we're going to uh, have a very special guest with us, Cameron Huddleston. She is the author of Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, How to Have an Essential Conversation or Conversations. As I read through the book, it's more than one try. You have to really get into it about your parents and their finances. Cameron, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You know, as we were prepping for the show, I found that you actually reach out to seniors in a totally different way, in addition to the book. Tell us about that. I do. I'm really excited to be working for a company called Careful. That's Careful with two L's. And Careful is the first service that is built specifically to help organize and protect aging adults finances. And what we do is you can link your daily money accounts, your bank account, your checking account to the careful service. We'll monitor it 24 seven for issues that commonly affect older adults. And some of these are money mistakes that people can make such as missed and late payments, duplicate payments, change in spending. But we also look out for a lot of different signs of fraud, such as unusual transactions gift card purchases, wire transfers, recurring political and charitable contributions. You might have made one and not realize that you have been enrolled into recurring contributions and you're not paying attention and here you are, they're taking money out of your account every month. There's also credit monitoring and personal information monitoring. So it's all rolled into one service. And what you can also do is add trusted family members and financial professionals to your circle. And so If you've got adult children who are getting involved with your finances, they're also going to get alerts when there's anything wrong. They can't move any money in those accounts. It's view only, but it allows you to all collaborate and work together and resolve any issues. That is wonderful. Now, if someone is interested in that, how can they find out more? What do they do? Website? How do they go about it? You can go to getcareful.com. And again, that's careful with two L's getcareful.com, and it has all the information. Uh, Right now, you're rolling it out nationwide. So anywhere that uh, someone is listening here in the United States, they can take advantage of this? Yes. And it's the app, the mobile app was launched in February, and we are in the process of creating a desktop service for people who would prefer to sign up and use the service on their personal computers. Awesome. And I have to give you kudos because that is certainly a cause that I believe in and the Great American Senior Show believes in. Uh, We all too often encounter seniors as we're traveling about uh, at senior centers and other locations who come up to us and say, oh, you know, I lost my money. And and you start, you you get tears in your eyes when you hear some of the stories about uh, how seniors are abused. It's, uh, it's shameful. So, you know, I'm so glad to hear that uh, you are involved in that. It's get careful with two L's.com. Great. But let's, let's switch gear. You know, before we end the program, uh, we'll give another plug for that because I do believe in it, but uh, let's switch to your book. Uh, The book, starts out with, for my mom, and it also says, it's time to talk. Now, if you didn't have that in your book where it's copyrighted, guess who would be using that at the start of every program? I'd say it's time to talk. But uh, 
for my mom carried some really um, extra uh, heart tugs when it comes to me because um, you're, you're very serious in this book. And tell us, tell us the impetus for the book. So I did write the book because of my mom. My mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease at the age of 65. I was 35 years old then, and we had not had any detailed conversations about her finances. And and it's not because I was afraid to have the conversation with her. I have been writing about money for 20 years as a personal finance journalist. So it's not a conversation that's difficult for me. It's just a conversation that I didn't realize I needed to have with my mom. I wasn't thinking about those emergency situations where I might have to get involved with her finances. And there we were. And she had this diagnosis. And I was the one who was going to have to get involved with her finances because she and my father had gotten divorced several years earlier. My father had actually passed away. Um, and, And I also wrote the book in part because of him. And we can go into that a little bit later. But I am the oldest child and the one who lived closest to her. And so I knew I was going to have to get involved and help care for her. And I just didn't want other people to make the same mistake that I made. And that was waiting until an emergency to get the information I needed. Because if you wait until there's that emergency, your parents might not have the legal documents that are going to allow you to legally get involved with their finances or to make medical decisions for them. You're not going to have the information you need to help them out. And then you're going to have to play detective. And you're doing this at a time when emotions are running high because there is an emergency. And who wants to talk about finances at the time of an emergency? And so I know these conversations seem really awkward to a lot of people, but I can tell you that the consequences of not having them are a whole lot more awkward. You know, I I find that uh, something that I also experience as being the eldest uh, child of being close uh, to your mom, as my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer this this being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, she passed away, but uh, I was there every day. So, you know, that was a that was actually something that, speaking from experience, I wish that I had had the conversation with her before it was too late. Uh, she had lots of things that uh, were uh, were mysteries, and once you get to a certain point, you can't find the key to unlock those mysteries. Uh, Do you think, though, that part of the problem is we're just as a society uncomfortable with talking about those things that maybe as as seniors, we see it coming on, but we don't want to talk about it, so we avoid it? Yes. (laughs) Money is a taboo topic. Death is a taboo topic. And these conversations, obviously, if they're conversations about money, (laughs) you're, you're treading into uncomfortable waters there. But they bring up the issue of aging and death. And a lot of people don't want to have to think about getting older, having to rely on someone else to help them. They don't want to think about dying. And it's not just the older adults who don't want to have to think about this. It's the adult children. They don't want to have to think about their parents getting older and about a time when their parents are no longer no longer going to be with them. It's very difficult for a lot of people. And, you know, also, if you have parents who haven't managed their money very well, 
it's going to be uncomfortable because they might be embarrassed to discuss their finances. And so you have to go about it very carefully. But if you do use the right approach, then I do believe that you are going to have success in at least getting some information. I mean, there are going to be some parents who are going to dig their heels in so hard and you might not ever get through to them. But with most parents, you are going to have some level of success in getting some information from them. Sounds like you're writing the book about uh, my experiences with my mom. So I I know that uh, a lot of people could relate to that. But some people would not have a clue whatsoever about starting the conversation. As I read your book, I realized, realized that that was me. I never knew how to start the conversation, so I never did. But what do you offer as suggestions on how to start that conversation? Well, first, if you have siblings, you need to talk to them. You and your siblings need to get on the same page before you talk to your parents so you can discuss, okay, is it going to be one of us or all of us talking to mom and dad? When do we want to have this conversation? How do we want to start the conversation? And it's also good to discuss in advance with your siblings what roles you're willing to play in your parents' lives as they age. You know, maybe one of you, like you, live closer to your parents. And so that's going to be the person who's probably going to have to take mom or dad to the doctor's office or who's going to have to make sure that the refrigerator is stocked with food. But the other sibling who maybe lives farther away is willing to pitch in more financially or handle the financial side of things while you're handling the hands-on care. Sort these things out in advance so that when you go to your parents, you and your siblings are on the same page and you're not really opening the door to fighting amongst yourselves, especially in front of your parents. You don't want to do that. So you start with talking to your siblings and then what I encourage people to do is before you talk to your parents, think about the reasons why they might be reluctant to talk to you. If you can pinpoint the reasons, then you can avoid starting the conversation talking about something they might be reluctant to discuss. Like if you know that mom is afraid of death, Don't make the conversation about her will and estate plan first. Pick something a little more easier for mom to discuss, such as retirement. How's retirement going or how, what are you planning for your retirement? If you know your parents are embarrassed about how they've handled their finances, well, you don't want to start out by putting them on the spot by asking them, how much have you saved for retirement? (laughs) Then they're going to really feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. And so you pinpoint why they might not want to talk to you about this topic and find another way to start the conversation. And then as you start these conversations, you've got to remember to be respectful. You've got to remember that this is about them and looking out for their best interest. And so you don't, you want to let them know that you're not trying to be greedy or nosy here. You just need some information in case they ever need help. And there are some ways to start this conversation without it being so forced and awkward. I mean, you can use current events. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. You can use that as a jumping off point. You know, mom and dad, I'm still really concerned about the pandemic. I'm concerned if there's any sort of emergency and I needed to step in and help maybe make sure your bills got paid if you were in the hospital. What would that look like? You could share a story about someone you know who had to get involved with their parents' finances and how planning helped them or how lack of planning hurt them. Also, 
you can maybe talk about your own experience. Hey, I recently met with a financial planner. I recently met with an attorney to draft all my estate planning documents. I want you to know where they are. Oh, by the way, where are your estate planning documents? Lots of ways that you can start the conversation casually as opposed to, hey, mom and dad, tell me about your finances. Now, as you're going through that process, I suppose, and uh, it would be a, a little awkward to walk in and have notebook in hand with a you know a checklist and the questions. But is is that totally ruled out, or sh- how should you go about making sure you don't leave something out as you're you're going through that process? So you're you're going to want to find a way to introduce the topic to your parents, get them comfortable about sharing a little bit of information. And as you said at the beginning of this conversation, this is not just a one-time conversation you have with your parents. It's a series of conversations. So you let them know that you're interested in getting some information, but you don't want to, like you said, walk in with that notebook or your laptop computer and sit down and grill them for hours. This, you can let them know, hey, thanks so much for sharing a a little bit of information with me. Maybe we can find some time to have some more conversations and you can share with me, for example, where do you bank or where the estate planning documents are? And then in those later meetings, maybe you do bring the notebook along with you, or maybe you sit down with them at the computer and say, hey, show me how you log into your bank accounts or you know maybe you have a list of accounts already somewhere stored on your computer and so don't bombard them with questions all at once this is going to take time and it can be overwhelming do you find and and i i know from my experience but i i don't want to taint the question or the answer to the question do you find that today's seniors are more uh aware of computers and operations? Are they computer savvy? Are they computer literate more so than we give them credit? Certainly. Certainly they are. I mean, you know, grandma's on Facebook so she can see pictures of her grandkids. (laughs) You know, I think, you know, and I know there are plenty of older adults who have online financial accounts and they're of course, using smartphones so they can communicate with their friends and with their children. And so I don't think that we should assume that older adults are not tech savvy, but that doesn't mean that all older adults are tech savvy. My mother was not at all. And honestly, that worked in my favor because she had not set up online banking. And so once I was named her power of attorney and we went to the bank and we let the bank know that I was power of attorney, I went ahead and set up online banking so that I could monitor things from behind the scenes just to make sure as she was experiencing memory loss that she wasn't endangering her financial well-being. And so, and because she wasn't using email, there was no risk of her getting sucked into those email phishing scams and she didn't have a smartphone. So she didn't have to worry about a lot of issues that being tech savvy can create. But I do think um, you shouldn't assume that your parents aren't tech savvy, but if they're not taking advantage of online financial accounts, it is really important to sit down with them and help them set up those accounts. And if they're reluctant, I encourage people to point out, hey, I don't think that you're putting yourself at more risk. In fact, you are protecting yourself because if you have an online banking account, 
you can log on anytime you want and check and make sure things are okay rather than waiting until the end of the month to get a statement. You can set up online accounts for your retirement accounts and see how your investments are doing. And really, you need to set up an account with the Social Security Administration because I have heard reports from AARP that there are con artists out there, thieves out there who get people's social security numbers, and then they go and set up those online social security accounts if people haven't done it already. And then what are they doing? They're changing the bank writing information and you're no longer getting your benefits. And so you want to encourage your parents to set up these accounts so that they can monitor them and you can help monitor them. And that leads into my my next question about uh, the monitoring and the bank accounts and the computer passwords are critically important. You had a, a section in your book where you were talking about uh, searching for passwords, trying to discover passwords. Passwords are important, but that's not the only important thing you need to talk to your parents about. One that came to mind, again, as I was reading, was pets. My mother had a cat. that The cat's name was Kiki because that's what my brother called it, like kitty, kitty, but Kiki. And, you know, as it, it, uh, she was you know, beginning the process of passing, it was like, what are we going to do with a cat? So those are conversations too, correct? Yes. And you know, that's actually, that can be an easy way to start these conversations. Talk to your parents about what's most important to them. You know, what, mom, you have this cat and you love this cat. Uh, If something were to happen to you, what do you want to happen to this cat? Mom, you have all these beautiful things in your house, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to take all of these beautiful things into my home. What are the things that are most important to you to pass on to to me and to my siblings and to other family members? I need to know what's important to you. What sort of legacy do you want to leave behind? That can be a way to start the conversation to get them talking about what things are important to them and what things they want to make sure stay within the family. You know, do you have special memories that you want to share now so that I can share them with my children? It's an easy way to start it and talking about the pets. How can I, how can I make sure that your beloved cat is okay? Good point. Very good point. And I I love those tips. Um, Again, I wish that I had thought of all of those uh, things before Uh, I was in a situation where it was too late, but I'm also keeping an eye on the clock because I try to schedule our segments out so that people in the car, as we find that a lot of people listen in their car on their way to and from places, um, they can effectively travel and listen to a segment. So my next question is, will you come back for another episode so we can continue this conversation? I still have a lot of questions. Certainly, I'd be happy to come back. Great. Before you go, careful. Tell me one more time about getcareful.com. Certainly. So careful, as I said before, is a service that is built to organize and protect aging adults' finances. It provides 24-7 monitoring of financial accounts, looking for mistakes and signs of fraud. And you older adults can sign up for the service themselves. Or if you are caring for an aging loved one, you can sign up as long as you have your loved one's usernames and passwords for their accounts, link their accounts and get alerts when something, when there's a mistake or something unusual so that you can get involved and protect your loved one. Awesome. That also gives me the opportunity to make sure I mention 
uh, one of our sponsors that loves to have the, the mention uh, on the program, and that is VIP America. Uh, VIP America is a nurse registry that registers care providers so that they can provide care in the homes of seniors and others. And they're a little bit different than the agency approach, which is next, you're a number, next, who's next. Uh, they actually, in their screening process, uh, find out the likes of the individuals who need the care. Uh, are they a cat person? Uh, are they a New York Giants person? And they match the care providers to what your likes and dislikes are. So when someone comes to your home, hey, you, you've got something in common, you have cats, or you're, uh, believe it or not, a New York Giants fan. So those are the things that separate a nurse registry from just a home healthcare agency. And that's what makes VIP America different. VIP America, they serve 16 counties here in Florida. So Cameron, I want to thank you very much for being on this episode of the program. And we're going to have you back again for at least one more episode, probably more. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening to this segment of the Great American Senior Show. I'm Sam Yates, your gray-haired host, and that's how the program ends. <laughs>